Uh, Superintendent Jennifer Gill, we're talking about the school report card data that is uh, officially out as of uh, Thursday. So if you would give us a a little uh, sense here, the big picture, uh, what do you think this data shows about District 186? Well, first of all, this is um, the first year back from two-year hiatus of having the, you know, Illinois um, assessment of readiness. That's the main state test that we give uh, to our students in elementary and middle school. And then, of course, the SAT in high school um, that was not required the last two years because of the pandemic. And so this is really kind of a new year for us. It's a baseline year, if you will. The students that were represented on those test scores, you know, three years ago are not the same students that are are with us right now or at the same grade level. So we are kind of starting anew, um, using this as a, a place where we can jump off and start. Um, but prior to the pandemic, we did have several schools with designations um, across the district. And, and those are, you know, you can be exemplary, um, commendable, you can be a targeted assistant school, or you can be a comprehensive um, assistant school. So if you look back in history, we had 14 of our schools identified previously uh, when we got our last report card in 2020, those designations carried over from pre-pandemic. We had eight targeted schools and six comprehensive. When you look at our data that we just got, we have 22 commendable schools in District 186 out of 30, and eight schools that are in improvement status. So that's a drop from 14 to eight. And four of those schools are targeted and four are comprehensive. So what it's showing me is with the new data that we have, um, and that's our new baseline, is that we have you know, 22 commendable schools that are, are meeting all of the different areas with their subgroups on the overall uh, report card. And then we have eight schools that that are needing some assistance and some extra supports, and we'll be here to do that. And as you noted, uh, four of those are what are called targeted. So it's not necessarily an across-the-board issue, but with specific subgroups within the uh, the student population there. Uh, yes. what, what does that mean in either the, the targeted or the comprehensive category in terms of additional steps they need to take, additional resources that will be provided to them? What do you do in response to those designations? Well, the, the state actually comes in and provides some resources. So that's that's when the, they're called Illinois Improvement um, Dollars, and we do get those to help target assistance at the schools. And, and we do accredit some of that extra funding that we receive from the state and extra training and supports. Uh, that we received as helping those schools that used to be targeted now be um, in the commendable status. So, you know, with that being said, we had eight of 10 of our elementary schools who had previously been on that targeted list now in commendable status, like Du Bois, Enos, Graham, Fairview, Feichens, Hazel Dell, McLernan, and Wilcox are now all commendable because they put some concerted effort into some school improvement planning, and they really uh, worked in and you know, told us and also uh, our providers what they needed. Uh, the, the State Board of Education uh, points out there's really a, a couple of ways to look at this data. One is just simply the, the raw percentages of students that are uh, actually meeting or exceeding standards, but also to look at the rate of growth uh, for those students, even those who aren't necessarily meeting the standards but have shown substantial improvement from where they had been. So can you put both those numbers in perspective for us district-wide, just in terms of essential compliance with the standards, what percentage of students are meeting or exceeding those standards in both reading and math? And, and yeah, that's what we look at, and we look at it how we compare to the state as well um, and when we look at that. But when you look at 
just looking at the percentage, the proficiency of whether or not we met a standard in one given uh, spot in time. Um, you know, with the ELA, the English Language Arts, for the IAR assessment, which is given in, in elementary and middle school, we had about 21% meeting where they needed to be. And then math, it was a little bit lower at 15%. Those numbers seem horrible, and I hate seeing them as a superintendent. Uh, but when you compare yourself to the state and they're not much higher in other districts, it's kind of an odd thing with this assessment that that proficiency standard is very difficult to hit. But when you look at growth, that means an individual student's growth from one year to the next on the IAR or one point in time to the next. We had 49% growth in English language arts and 48% growth in math. And that was our district scores overall um, from the last time we gave the IAR till this last time uh, that we gave it in the spring of, of 22. So, you know, I guess that's where we wanted to look and, and say the growth is more important to us than maybe the proficiency of a one-stop shop in time. Um, but we are always trying to crack the code of this assessment and understand the standards that we're strong in and understand the standards that we need to have enhanced uh, work in the classroom to to allow our students to be able to achieve well on this on this assessment. And, and just so I understand, when you talk about that forty nine and forty eight percent in growth, does that mean the percentage of students who showed any growth at all, or the percentage that showed growth beyond what you might expect from year to year? It's just showing that statistically significant growth from one year to the next, and that's kind of determined by the state with their with their you know the plans that they have on how they assess the and give us our ratings. Um, but we are showing growth in ELA at the terms of 49% and 48% for math. It's a, it's a math problem that the state does and provides us the results. Given uh, those low numbers on proficiency, can you speak to one, uh, what, how much is the pandemic to blame for that versus other factors? And, and then uh, I guess the corollary to that is, can, can you make up uh, the, the lost ground from the pandemic or from the other factors to, to get more students back to where you would hope they would be at grade level? You know, we are. And, and it's, it's one assessment that they provide. It's done on the computer. It's, um, you know, done in a way where they're given a question. And if it's, it's kind of like an intuitive assessment. So if you get a harder question and you bounce back to an easier one and you move through. Uh, so it is a, it's a difficult assessment to show that overall uh, growth on the individual standards, but I was visiting an ILT uh, just yesterday, and the teachers were digging into their individual student data and school data to see exactly which standards students were proficient, which which standards they needed to see more growth. And now that we're back in school, all of our students are, are attending in a regular manner. Um, thank heavens. Hopefully it stays that way. Uh, we are really hoping that this work that the teachers and the schools are doing to really know where their students need growth and then that concerted effort to provide that intervention will continue to allow us to learn and grow beyond uh, the pandemic. I think one of the things that are, is a key message from us is that our learning recovery efforts did show good impact when you see schools that are now commendable that used to be in targeted status. We really worked hard to design that summer learning programs and any after school and supportive programs that we have in place to be targeted uh, to those small groups of students who needed that extra support. So when you think about the small groups pulling a school back to targeted or allowing them to become commendable, we think it's because of a lot of targeted and, and um, concerted effort to make 
uh, growth in those areas. So thank you to all of our partners that worked with us to provide those summer learning opportunities. Um, one thing I, I think you all, we always say is that if you implement a new initiative, it usually takes about three to five years for something to take hold in the district and become the way that you do things. And I think that the pandemic um, was a huge crisis. It was put in all of our laps um, nationwide, and it's going to take about three to five years to come completely out of that as well. You mentioned this at the beginning, but but help me understand again. I want to make sure I'm clear on this uh, because I know that assessments like this were disrupted during the pandemic. So what are these numbers of, of proficiency and growth compared to? Is it just compared to last year as compared to pre-pandemic? Uh, help me understand what, what the comparison yeah. is. So the last year, the test that was given in the spring, that's our proficiency scores. It's where we were at, at a single point in time last spring. But when you look at the growth scores, uh, those went back to the last time that the students took the assessment. Um, and actually that March, um, when we went into the pandemic, some students hadn't even finished the assessment that year. So it isn't the best data ever this first year, but it is a baseline for us to grow from because last spring, everybody took the assessment and there was no, there was no caveats of why you wouldn't have to take the assessment or anything like that, like there were the previous two years. So um, this truly is a new baseline for us. Uh, we're trying, trying not to dwell on certain percentages or negativity, just use the results to design a program that's going to lead us forward, realize that when we compare ourselves to others, we're in a similar boat. And, you know, when the whole state has got numbers that are pretty low in proficiency, I think you can understand that, you know, we always, you know, get frustrated when these reports come out. And we look at those proficiency numbers and wonder wonder why and, and what nut we have to crack to really make a difference in those proficiency. But the growth is what really matters to us. And working hard to move off of, of certain designations and making sure we're supporting all students in an equitable manner um, is really all subgroups of students in an equitable manner is one of our biggest goals. And, and that growth is being compared to data from prior to the, the pandemic really taking hold, correct? Yes, because there isn't any other data okay. to compare it to. Um, Two full years of no data at all has caused a real real deficit to schools. We usually looked at trend data year to year to year, and we have two whole years that are just, you know, marked off there. I know that uh, you are well aware that we're in an election year and education is one of the hot button issues right now. What does this say about the state of public education in Springfield, in Illinois, and is our current system really up to the task? Well, I think what I, I don't like sweeping generalizations based on one assessment um, being the thing that would determine that question. We give also something called the MAP assessment in WEA, where we see growth from our students from the beginning of the year to the middle of the year to the end of the year. Um, we see students doing quite well in their coursework. Um, I still think that public education is going to struggle for, again, for that three to five years past the pandemic as we, as we catch up students who maybe didn't attend school on a regular basis. And as we move forward with making sure we provide the supports and things that we need to really make students feel like they're um, back in school and, and feeling good about the things that they're doing. Um, you know, we had some celebrations with our ninth grade on track last year when we came back out of the pandemic. We were not excited about those scores. And this, this year, when we look at our ninth grade on track, we're seeing 14 percentage point growth at Lampier, 20 percentage points growth at Southeast. And Springfield High stayed pretty stand, uh, static and had a 2% growth 
of those students that are ready to graduate. So we're looking at the data that looks at the whole child, um, really looks at the comprehensive view of, of what they do, not only one point in time on an assessment that's that's provided, but something that is given throughout the year with our formative assessments. There's been a lot of conversation at the state level at, at Illinois State Board of Education about providing a more formative growth-centered assessment rather than one point in time. Um, so, you know, we're, we're all for that because we already have that kind of in, in practice in District 186. So we use these summative uh, state assessments as one piece of our pie but we look a lot uh, across the board at the whole child and the things that are impacting the whole child and really trying to come up with everything and anything we can to support uh, students, not only as they come out of the pandemic, but we always have in the past as well. Superintendent, thanks so much for your time. We really appreciate it. Hey, no problem. Thank you. Take care. Bye.